Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. We disappeared for a week, but we are now back. Uh, and with me always is Dural Singer. Hello, Benjamin, beaming in from the Northern Territory via the internet. How are we? Yeah, good. How are you? We're at Darwin, Alice Springs. Where uh, are I was we? in Alice Springs yesterday, just flew in from Darwin. Fitzroy Crossing. I don't know. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. You know, like I was going Alice Springs. And then Darwin, and I was trying to think of other pe- other places in the Northern Territory. And the only one I could come up with is Fitzroy Crossing, which I think is in WA and Warburton. There's a Warburton in in uh, in um, in NT. I think so. this is fantastic content. I really think that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know much about the NT. So... Well, that's probably why. I mean, you didn't tell us that. I mean, <laughs> have you? And I love it because my follow-up question is, have you been there? <laughs> yeah, right now. I, I hadn't been to Alice Springs before. Uh, that was my first time yesterday, and it was quite – I mean, uh, it's quite interesting. I've been to Darwin quite a bit. Um, but what's interesting is the um, the fact that there's such a when, – when I looked at Alice Springs when you're driving around, it's like, oh, this is what – I thought Australia looks like when I grew up in Sri Lanka. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's the, the red sand and the. So you, you've yeah. never been to uh, Uluru and stuff? No, you? Yeah, it's amazing. Like I took my 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 uh, my, Dutch, my best Dutch mate uh, Eric there, and we went there, and it was so much fun to, to go there. And this is like, oh, this is like over ten years ago, but I just remember just like I was in awe about how. Amazing is uh, because I was the uh, like because I let's grew get up. Let's you and Eric cancelled. Let's get you and Eric cancelled. Did you climb the rock? No, you, you weren't allowed to. You weren't allowed to. Already at that. Yeah, time? yeah, 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 yeah. It was well. Oh. I don't think it was banned yet, but it was very much frowned upon. So, um, oh, so you guys so, didn't do it. So um, no, we climbed it twice. <laughs> no, you and Pauline Hansen. Um, yeah, no, I would love to do Uluru. It's a bucket list of mine. Um, it was five hours from Alice Springs, though. Yeah, and you then you think- stay at the one campsite there, which we did in the in the, in the in doing the camper van thing is pretty fun because then you can uh, see uh, nearly all the sites. Like I was, um, I think it, what is it? It's Kings Canyon, I think it's called. Of course, it has a different name, but it's a, like I remember doing that walk and then just like being blown away. But also having a kind of a similar effect. Going, I can't believe this is Australia because I lived my whole life. I was just like, wow, I can't. It, it felt like a a different country when I was like, how long? Why did it take me so long to get here? So stunning. I loved it. Yeah. No, that's classic, though. There's so many amazing things in your home country that people skip out on and the rest of the world travel miles for to come and see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah it's it's heaps. And uh, But I, uh, yeah, I, it's one of those things I want to eventually get to, uh, but I just haven't had the wherewithal to organize that for myself. Um, the festival is finished, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. And uh, I'm really proud of you and me. We both got through it quite well. Yes. Um, I went to your show. You saw mine. We both enjoyed each other's work. Uh, I'm tired, of course, but uh, there's a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel for me. I, I finally booked a holiday to go to see sh- uh, mom and dad for two weeks in Sri Lanka. Ooh, so where are you going? Uh, middle of May. I'm going to go. Nice. In middle of so just literally like That's three weeks ago. Yeah, this is my life now where I'm like, fuck it, I'm going. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I might even do another trip to Sri Lanka in August. I might go to Bali in between. Fuck it, you know? Do some holidays. I booked a holiday. I booked a holiday. Going to see my grandmother for the first time in five and a half years. 
yes, we yes, go yes. to the Netherlands. <laughs> beauty, beauty. That's where Peter Pan lives. Now, uh, yes. I, uh, and um, Wendy. Grandma is Wendy. <laughs> Wendy doesn't live there, Ben. Wendy was taken there by Peter Pan uh, and Tinkerbell with the magic powers of the uh, fairy dust. Anyway, listen, friend. Uh, and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm all excited. I have this real weird sense though, like for the first time ever that I'm like, oh, I'm really keen to get stuck into new material. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm starting to think that maybe talking about a heart attack, uh, took it out of my, uh, emotional. <laughs> and I'm so glad you say that because that's what I've been doing. It's just like the list of like, just wanting to get into new stuff that isn't your old stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was just I just want to say firstly thank you to everyone who came to the show. Uh and I'm so appreciative of how um well it was received and so many lovely messages. Uh some pretty special moments from people who've uh, had heart attacks or they've brought their dad who had a heart attack, um, who came in and told me that they really enjoyed it and I kind of captured the feeling really well. But uh but what was really cool was one of the nights, the uh the doctor that put the stent in me was at the show with yeah, a couple great. of the nurses that did that. And that was huge. And my big question to them was like, okay, like what did I, what did I get wrong? Did I get the right? They're like, no, no, it's pretty spot on. I said, okay, cool. The, the first question actually I had for them is I was like, I really, obviously it's a comedy show, so I have to get some laughs, but I never wanted to dilute the, the work they do and how well they do it as well as, um, you know, just making sure that I wasn't disrespectful to, their work and they were like no no it was perfect it was like great amount of like they're like they said it was very informative um yeah awesome. in, in letting people know what can happen and things like that so they really appreciated that which is really cool uh i definitely you know i'm very proud of my efforts but between various other work projects that i've been doing um it does feel like i'm you know just still hanging on i've got a week and a bit to go and uh once i do because i've got uh Sydney next weekend, Sydney and Brisbane next weekend. And then the weekend after that, I go to Sri Lanka. So I've got about two weeks to go. Let's put it that way, two weeks to go. Yeah. And uh, I'm really good. One of the things that has been fascinating to me is I think, I don't know if we ever talk too much about the medication that I'm on, that like the actual heart medication, not the medicine that uh, I got prescribed <laughs> for my sleep, but the heart medication, uh, I only bring it up because just before this call, I was like sorting out my little pillbox uh, because I sort of fell behind. Um, have you got ever had um, to do you have med permanent medication that you need to take? Or no, no, I don't. Like, I'm lucky enough to not have to yet. I have to, uh, my, my blood pressure is a bit high, but um, uh, if I keep uh, doing what I'm doing, it seems to be slowly subsiding. But uh, but no, I know I'm lucky I don't have any fixed medication that I need to yeah, take. It's, yeah, it's an interesting one because I talk about it in the show as well about how that's probably one of the things that I was surprised was bringing me down and it's kind of today it still brings me down because it is a sense of like this is for the rest of my life you know i have mm. to do this but also like each week is like when you fill out that pillbox you're like oh well there we go that's another week that we're closer to death you know what i mean it just feels yeah. like it's just like a countdown to knowing that this is going to be forever and um and i don't know there's been a couple of times that i've well, there'll be a point where you may not like i think about my grand my grandfather my dad, my late dad's brother was like, he was on like a lot of like medication there to take for his heart and stuff. And he had to start, I think at the age of like, you know, in his mid fifties. And then I remember as a kid having to fill up his thing and like make a game out of it. But his was, he's like, you know, like his like weekly thing was like the size of a pencil. Case. 
<laughs> like just yeah. so many. It was like it was like something like thirty pills a day, and um and like the cost of the medication was so expensive. But the only reason he could afford it is because he worked uh, for a pharmaceutical company as a delivery driver for like nearly forty five years or something, and so therefore part of his pension was the free medication. Otherwise, I don't think he would have ever been able to afford it. Wow, that's really tragic to think that there'll be so many people who can't get that. So um, many. But yeah, what's interesting is I've noticed um, there's a real, uh, let me let me therapize it a bit, because I think when you have something like a heart attack or being told that you have to have this medication for the rest of your life, whether you are aware of it or not, whether it's conscious or not, there's a real sense of loss of control. Like you are not as in control of your your existence as previously thought. You have to take this medication, otherwise bad things happen to you or whatever. Um, so it's funny how there is like a feeling of me, like, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I act on this feeling, but I really feel like saying, fuck you, fuck you, fuck all the medication. I'm not going to take it anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have negative effects on me that I've at least noticed, but it is quite a, um, I don't know, I guess it's quite a depressing feeling to know that you have to do this for the rest of your life. And there's some kind of like, like almost like self-harmy kind of going, you know what, fuck you. If you don't, you can't tell me what to do. Look at me. And I realize it actually does parallel sometimes with, with uh, overeating for me. You know, I know the right thing to do is to not have a liter of ice cream or whatever the fuck I do when I'm, you know, comfort eating, but I still do it because I think it's a control factor just going, Oh, I know I'm not meant to do it because it's bad for my body. But fuck you! I'm doing it anyway because I'm in charge of my life. Do you know wow. what I mean? Wow, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm. I guess I'm from the other spectrum of that. I have no control over it. Like I just, if I'm overeating, I just can't. Like I can't stop. Well, that's what I mean, though. The reason you can't, I'm, I'm drilling down into that further. Reason is because it's like the out of control overeating. Because I feel like I'm out of control from my eating as well. So that I think we're on the same page there. Which is that when I start, I can't stop but I'm trying to understand why I can't stop. And I'm thinking that it has to do with each kind of indulgent, um, you know, high calorie item that's going into my mouth is like a fuck you to the thing I should be doing, but I'm not going to do it because you know what? I'm my own boss and I can do whatever fuck I want. Like, I wonder, um, I wonder if that's what subconsciously is also like it's serving a purpose in that way, making yeah. me feel less kind of out of control of my own destiny you know what i mean it's like it's it's the reason why people you know sometimes with smoking as well there's something uh, uh, kind of sexy about smokers because it's like oh that's so bad for them but fuck they're like i'm a bad boy i'm doing it anyway you know yeah yeah and it does have the, yeah, the association of it but with smoking it's just like it is you know it is still it's something you can quit and 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 food you can't and so therefore that's always well, that's that that's what makes food uh food so addiction tricky. or food thing is so tricky because it's so psychological based but then physiologically as well there's a lot of things to make you come undone like physiologically being you know uh, you have to eat something whereas you can you know go on zero alcohol or zero cigarettes eventually uh whereas with food you can't do that you, everything is a gateway drug you know what i mean everything is a gateway everything. drug and you can make anything you can make anything feel like a like a like you can binge on anything which I've discovered. And that goes back to like yeah. when we did the, the in COVID days where I could just binge eat on a box of wheat bix Like, you know, I'm eating healthy, 
I'm eating healthy, even if you ate a whole box of whey pig in one sitting, and I'm healthy. <laughs> well, that's that's true. That's true. But we can almost forgive ourselves to, you know. I say COVID. <laughs> what? I say it's just COVID. It's not just COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, what I said, what you can forgive yourself is going, well, if you're going to do something that's little like, in you know, overeating or indulgent or whatever, you at least you're minimizing the damage. You know what I mean? The analogy that I remember hearing is like, oh, if you're someone who likes to get your ball stepped on for whatever reason, just maybe don't do it with stilettos because that's probably going to hurt yeah, more. One of the first ball. online videos I remember seeing. Ugh. What? A, I remember like, you know, like it was like, yeah, like someone's guy, someone, a woman in stilettos walking over a guy's nuts. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Like my, my, oh God. Well, let's, be... let's not, let's not kink shame. You know, if that's their thing, let them have it. No, I'm uh, not kink shaming. I just remember seeing that and going, Oh, uh, sorry, you don't think going, ugh, is not shaming? <laughs> no, because that was my reaction. I was like, I couldn't believe how painful that would have been. Like, I just remember just like, the, like, I think I was like 14, 15, and just going, just the pain. Like, just, I remember, I remember crossing my legs and going, fuck. I just remember that so, like, I can, I can remember exactly. It was me, Lock, and, and me, Lock, and Callum. And it was the older brother, Callum. And I remember he's like, guys, check out this. And I was like, I thought I was going to see some, Cool video of Michael Jordan in the nineties or something. Shut up! You were hoping it was photos of Pamela Anderson. No, because that we that was the only other video I'd seen it was a dunk video. So I just assumed that was all that was on the internet. This is when the internet just started, and we well, started to be having. Fair, he later that same guy with the stilettos dunks his nuts into. The <laughs> it's just oh. into a blender. Um, yeah, black and no, white. But the point being that, okay, if you have something that you do that, you know, might necessarily be long-term causing damage, then you try and maybe minimize the damage by, you know, getting your fill, in your case, wheat picks, you know, getting, you know, which is definitely better than having Frosties, right? Totally, totally. And so, um... so I think the first step is acknowledging that you, you're taking a positive step still in the right direction and then eventually the wheat bix will you know change into maybe less wheat bix or whatever like the point being trying to sort of accept that there are certain wirings or uh, or impulse issues that folks like you and me have that rather than just sitting with the shitty feeling of how bad we feel after we do it just trying to make tiny little adjustments along the way you know like one i do which is an addiction thing that's been working well for the last couple of weeks is like i just don't I just um um I just eat with other people, so I don't eat by myself. So at the moment now, I'm just, I'm just having you know if home with the kids, have lunch with the kids. If I have dinner, I'm having dinner with someone. Like I'm always just eating food. I just like I noticed how much I was eating when I was by myself, and I just mm. remember like someone suggested that um I can't remember who, but it was like and that's been working really really well because there was also you know it's kind of a reverse direct. I didn't realize you know especially festival time where it's really stressful and it's late night eating it was just like yeah i can't i can't keep doing that <laughs> yeah gotcha 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 yeah man so anyway so that's just something that i've been pondering i haven't really figured out an answer but i know that definitely this little box here that i have that's um yeah it's a bit of a bummer i'm trying to find gratitude for the bill you know why i think i'm struggling with the pills um i think it's because the positive effects of it aren't immediate or noticeable to me oh yeah yeah totally you just it's the you know thing I mean? that keeps you alive yeah like, but it's like not, not in a way that's like you have a cup of coffee and within 10 15 minutes you feel energized yeah, or you, yeah you know you have some ice cream and you taste the sweetness straight away this is obviously doing some good shit 
um and preventing bad shit from happening more 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 accurately to be uh, to be more accurate but i think because i don't see it it feels more tedious you know it's kind of like stretching you know yeah like, yeah yeah most, yeah. Of, most of the benefits of stretching is to prevent future injury but to do it is kind of annoying or lazy. You're like, oh, I've just done a workout. Why do I have to spend more time in this in this gym? Can't I just there's go now? No, there's no real instant, well, especially with the pills. There's no instant yeah. rewards. Like, yeah, there's a little bit with stretching. Obviously, uh, there is a good stretch, but to to have like a a good stretching routine is like, yeah, I struggle with that because, yeah, fuck, it it, it just looks like something that you know. I'm like, I'll be fine. I don't really need to stretch. And then ugh, tight hamstring. Yeah, but, but even then with the stretching, like, and I go see, still see my stretching woman, and I stretch in the sauna, and I do Pilates, and like, yeah, you know, I get a little gain, but the amount of time and effort, like, I have to really focus on how good that little gain is because otherwise, I'm like, sometimes I feel like I'm not making any inroads with it at all. I'm like, oh mate, this is, this is not this is not cheap. Am I investing my money in the right spot? Should I then reassess, invest it somewhere else? Like. But you know that's the one thing that, that I was like feeling, that that feelings that you just described there with regards to the stretching, you can actually apply that to a plethora of things in our lives. Whether it's your career, whether it's your diet, whether it's your exercise routine, your relationship, it's always this sort of thing that you go, you feel like you're putting more effort in than you're seeing results, and because the I, I'll speak for myself as someone who always goes into a any kind of new. Uh, thing with a lot of excitement and gusto because mm -hmm. I feel like this is going to be the prom. This thing is the one that's going to change my life and, you know, is going to be the game changer for me. And then you do it for like four weeks and you don't see the results, you know? And yeah. you're like, wow, the effort, effort versus what I'm getting back is a bit mismatched. So I think the key is obviously trusting the process and finding a way to be consistent. And um, I'd know that, for example, with, um, uh, um, our bet when we back to episode one part of the reason why I think you and I both got there uh, under 100 kilos is because we knew that even though we're not necessarily seeing big results we had this fear that if we don't put in the work the other person wins yeah, yeah, yeah so, so it wasn't a it wasn't that we were chasing the uh we were focused on the fact that the results are coming or not, it was more that we are focused on not letting the other win. Yeah. Didn't, so, didn't want to lose. Didn't want to lose. Like, yeah, exactly. So the pain of exercising, especially when you first start a routine, uh, the pain of it is more than the result, the, the positives of the benefit. Whereas this time, the pain of not doing it is high because that means you might, like my my friend might win, get $1,000 off me. So I can't let that happen. So no matter how lazy or tired I feel, I'm still going to go for that jog or I'll still try and, you know, resist this uh, particular food item, you know? So I think that's for me something that I think about a lot as finding a way to, to bring the reward to the present tense, you know what I mean? Rather than going, it's a future benefit or a future deterrent, trying to, you know, hook your brain in a way going, no, no, if I don't do this today, the negative result or the positive result is immediate, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what I've done with my stretching. So I've, I've changed my stretching and then now it's focused on uh, improving uh, my obsession of all obsessions at the moment is golf. So now it's like all I do is stretch and stretch 
in the hope to increase my swing or being able yeah, to yeah. shift my weight. Like, and so, and that, and it actually has been, uh, it has been helping, but it's that thing where it's like, it's so funny because then now it's that to the bigger picture. It's like at the moment now, pretty much everything I do fitness related is focused on playing better golf. Like it is just, you know, even cycling, you know, trying yeah. to just, you know, cycle back on my toes, just to increase my, uh, uh, calf, uh, stretching. So I've got more, um, more turn to my left. I- I'm just a, I'm obsessed at the moment. It's just so, and since the sense and also like, cause we did the 10 day tour before comedy festival and then comedy festival happened. I just couldn't believe it. it's amazing before, you know, it, five, six weeks have gone back and I was so out of routine at home. I was so out of my own routine that since comedy festivals even finished and I finished way earlier than that, uh, I went on a little bit of holiday. I just, I just already feel so much better at just getting back into a routine, waking up at six twenty, having the sauna, having a stretch, going for the walk, uh, making breakfast for the kids. Like, you know, kids have started as well. Kids are back at school. God, that is so amazing when kids go back to school because then I get yeah. back into such a better routine. Otherwise, it's just like, you know, you know it, and it's great. You get to spend time together. But uh, it's amazing because then as soon as they're not in a routine, then, and then, then I'm not in a routine. So it's this balance of just trying to get into a routine as a family when really, you know, most parents would know this, but by the end of the school holidays, you're just, you're, you're surviving. <laughs> you're just surviving because you're like, you know, you're just you're doing everything and you're having so much fun. But, you know, there's so many other things like family life admin. Like, do you have a will? Do you have a will? Uh, just the Anderson one. The... <laughs> but do you, so do you have, do you have one? So if, you were, if you passed away, like, do, 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 do you have that? Like, did, did the heart attack force you to do that? No, but it made me think about it. I realized there's a... Uh... There's a lot of not, there's not a lot of um, things in place for where my bits and bobs go. So like, what, so so if you if, where if would I it go today? I don't know what happens. That's great, and that's the position we were in. Like we were just like ah, oh, and like we've we're getting that sorted at the moment because like where does it go? Does it go to the kids? Is it a trust? Fund? Like all that kind of shit, which. I remember we talked about this ten years ago, and then life gets in the way. You're like, oh no, we really have to do this shit now and, yeah, you know. and that's what the barefoot said right when you guys were started your whole financial journey yeah. you and Anna, wasn't it the barefoot investor yeah 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 he was that that was that one and the and the setting up the first home buyer scheme like that were the yeah. that were the two so, so exactly so the other one he mentions is the will and i'm like oh i remember when i read that in 2020 i was like yeah all right <laughs> i was like yeah. all right but fuck man Man, I probably should first of all get a different uh, insurance provider than Qantas. <laughs> good, good, first. good, very good. Yeah, I did enjoy that the Qantas bit. That was very, very funny. Very, very. Yeah, very I like, funny. I like my. I got to be honest with you. We don't celebrate our work enough on in Australia in general. But one of the things I really enjoy about my show is doing like basically Fitbit chats that become stand-up bits. You know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Totally. Or the that was my proposal bit with my. <laughs> so yeah i've got a few things i think i need to figure out and in case i die but yeah what do you want of mine um uh the what is it um the m&m and, and oh, yeah, uh, racist. yeah it is m&m and is it eddie murphy is it eddie murphy and m&m oh, yes it is oh, yeah. I, I want it the, is. I, I want the binding. 
Yeah, fair enough. You can have the painting, but just also please go back to the episode we talked about it in um, in 2020 when when I held it up to you and you said it was Eddie Murphy and R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, that's right. And you should actually post a photo of it. I won't be the only one. Nothing like R. Kelly. There's blonde hair. You weirdo. You thought it was golden shower, R. Kelly? Um, uh, yeah, I know that's right. Beep, beep. <laughs> anyway, um, hey, um, I want to say this, but you know, we we're talking about before. Uh, shout out to listeners, uh, for everyone who came to the show. Lots of them came, uh, lots of them asked questions. Some of them were great, some of them weren't. You know, it's life. Um, but the one thing I just want to shout out is to a podcast listener, uh, Mark, who uh, um, uh, sent me uh, some um, uh, tips on golf, uh, because I've become a bit obsessed with it. And just a shout out to any listeners. If you're a member of any golf course, it doesn't matter where. It can be in Victoria. It can be in Melbourne. Fuck, I'm in Sydney for pretty much uh, most of the start of July. Um, uh, hit me up. Would love to have a round of golf. I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, and also, I like to play golf courses I haven't played. And uh, you may listen to the pod or you may have a friend who listens to the pod, but uh, I'm available to play golf. <laughs> Yes, 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 and it's amazing. Echoing, echoing that uh, same vibe, Ben. Uh, our listeners who now know I like medicine. Uh, if I'm in your town, uh, it means I can fly. I can't bring that stuff. I can bring my prescription stuff, but you know that. That's yeah, more, like if, 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 it, if it's and, and I and I did something for the first time because I'm trying to play. Can I fucking get my little loot bag first? Just <laughs> telling. Listeners who are interstate, when you and if you yourself like some medicine, hey, hey, I'd love Ben would love golf tips. I would love medicinal tips. I, I golf tips and just and and just and and free rounds, green fees. If you if you get a discount on green fees, uh, I'm right there next to you. Let's make it a party and, of four. And same applies. It makes sense <laughs> for me. If you have a discount on your green fees, fees. <laughs> I more more than love to have a green discount on Yeah, and if we're in the in, in the in the same city at the same time, um, you know, Dill can be on the medicine, um, and I can play. We can be uh, both. We can both be on the green. I think we made yeah, a joke. Both, yeah, both. So, um, but I did something for the first time ever because I uh, so I went around holiday and then I bought myself a golf book and uh, and I've just been. I watched the Masters while the Comedy Fest was on. I know it's a lot of boring, but I did something I'd never done before. Like I played golf, you know, I was a teenager, then jumped out of it, then I played, you know, like a year with my friend Julo and then stopped. And then, of course, it was this uh, documentary called Full Swing that got me literally back into it big time. But I was supposed to play last week uh, at a great golf course called Yarra Bend. Uh, there's supposed to be four of us playing. We, we've got a bit of a WhatsApp group we play. Uh, and... Um, and uh, one guy couldn't make it, we already knew, but the other two on the morning, one had sick kids and the other one's fridges blew up at his restaurant. So they all had to forfeit their green fees. And I was like, well, I don't want to play by myself. Like, I was like, oh. And then my mom's like, well, you've already paid for it. And I was like, oh. She's like, well, it's your first day off. You might as well, it's great with it. So I was like, I'm never like, I was never thought in my life, I'll go, I'll go, I'll play golf by myself. It just seemed so ludicrous. Yeah. And so, anyway, I rocked up, and what I didn't know, and because I'm still, even though I have played, I'm still a novice of what happens is if you rock up by yourself, they team you up with other people who also play by themselves. Did you play by yourself? No. Because otherwise that would be a chance for you to finally win. (laughs) Well, you said, well. (laughs) So I got teamed up with all these members uh, and these three great blokes, and it was just this thing where I was like, these all three were going to play by themselves anyway, but because they're 
members of the golf club, they occasionally play with each other. And it was one of the funnest rounds of golf I've ever played because I I just well, asked for tips. I just asked for tips. Like I was right. like, like just like, oh, Justin, how should I do this? And Justin was a social worker uh, from Bandura who plays four right. times a week and he helped me. And then, you know, before you know it, Robbie, uh, this older guy told me the party and I just, and all the questions I wanted to ask that I was always felt too stupid to ask. I could just ask. It was the greatest lesson of golf I've ever had. And then by the end, I was only supposed to play, only, uh, uh, supposed to play nine and then they were going to continue on. And then I'll just never this lovely Irish guy called Niall was just like, um, it would be an honor if you joined us for the last nine. And I was like, just the way he said it, I don't know why it was just such a nice thing. And so then I just uh, canceled the one thing I had in the afternoon and then played 18 holes of golf with three lovely people that I'd never met before. And I just, it was like this weird sense of community. I'd, I'd never experienced, cause I always associated golf clubs as snobby upper class kind of things. And it just, it, I just got proven wrong yeah. hard that day. Like, so like, so hard. Like, it was just like, you know, just. And also was un- now our listeners know why we didn't have an episode come out last week. <laughs> because you <laughs> played extra nine holes. <laughs> I played extra nine holes. No, we couldn't. We didn't, we didn't make it out work. Um, no, we okay. couldn't. It was just too hard to coordinate between end of festival and all kinds of things. But anyway, yeah, and, go on. So and we were both <laughs> acting. <laughs> yeah, you had one day of acting, didn't you? Uh, I got, hey. I've got four full shoot days, mate. Okay, four full shoot days, okay? That's a no, lot I'm, of acting. Yeah, I'm just echoing what you told me on the phone. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was, uh, well, yeah, a whole day for one line. I was more referring to you saying on my voicemail that, that, that you, like, had more respect now to understand how fucking exhausting it is. Yeah, oh, I just remember the thing. I just don't know how you do a show every night after spending a whole day on set. It's also just sitting around the whole time. Fuck me dead. Well, yeah, I definitely. I mean, I think most of our listeners can put two and two together as to what I'm doing. Uh, I'm not yet technically allowed to. No, put you're not allowed to. Definitely not. Yeah, I just, I mean, just <laughs> seriously, it'd be pretty amazing if you are someone who's aware of what it is and not put two and two together. It's pretty obvious given my Instagram who I'm hanging out with. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, yeah, but it's the, a... the point being that, yeah, that those are big 12-hour days sometimes. Like, so if you, I remember there was a day, uh, a week where I was called in at 6 a.m., which means my alarm is at 5 a.m., right, to get up and shower and shave for, uh, and then we didn't wrap till 6 o'clock, 6.30. So that's 12 hours there. And then having to do the hour show at night and then going to bed and waking up again at 5. Ben, I... That's why I keep saying I'm really proud of myself because it's it's it should have broken me and um and I I was very diligent to not let it break me purely because these are both golden opportunities the chance to do a comedy festival show and being a very cool TV show I was like I want to do both but how do I do it so that I don't hate either of them yeah, and totally. what 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 I had to do was basically sacrifice other things that I normally do during the festival which is things like uh, um, you know, going to see other shows and doing side spots and stuff, you know, and uh, yeah, I just didn't see too many other shows other than maybe that like my friends and things like that, that I wanted to support. But um, I didn't really, um, I didn't have a conventional festival and I'm grateful for it because I think, you know, the show was good and I'm quite happy with my acting uh, as well. And I couldn't have had it if I didn't sacrifice those other things, including, you know, let's not forget Ben, a big issue is um, I'm single again, right? 
so, you know, I've had to make sure, like, you know, address some of my my single life issues, which uh, has been an issue. <laughs> What's that? It hasn't been an issue, has it? Oh, it's been a bit, you know. <laughs> Look, it's 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 good to be single. You know what? <laughs> but what I feel, what I think is funny though is because other than for the podcast, I haven't really on Instagram or anything else, which I won't do anyway, is kind of make a public announcement that I broke up. Um, but what has happened is a couple of people have reported my dating app, my Tinder, thinking it's a catfish. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, nice. I thought you'd like to know that someone uh, has set up a Tinder account as you, but I know you're in a relationship. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Give it alive. Give it alive. It's alive. It's got to happen. That one, yeah, so, the Tinder so, profile hasn't had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, that also goes to our interstate listeners who, <laughs> who not only have green. <laughs> Even though the green, you're uh, available. Yes, we're also up for some. Yeah, whatever. Listen, um, we, uh, we, we need to wrap up. Yeah, we need to wrap up. Uh, but just a, a, just a reminder as well. Um, yeah, deadly serious. If you're a golfer, contact me. Uh, yes, 100%. deadly serious. <laughs> uh, because I am in love with the game and I like meeting people uh, through the golf course. So uh, hit me up. 100%. Not, not, all right sounds fantastic take care, everybody uh and don't forget i still have my rest of my tour coming up which is uh brisbane you're i'll be there at the tivoli next friday the 5th of may and then sydney comedy store on the 6th and 7th saturday sunday night at the comedy store uh in sydney please come along tickets uh from comedy.com.au or my instagram uh page link which is dual j uh, and wagga wagga in june uh, June 10th, I believe. Uh, and uh, uh, June 29, um, uh, it hasn't been announced, but just doing fine details. I'll be doing my solo show in Sydney at, at the Comedy Store as well. So uh, stay tuned. Beautiful. Uh, Amazing. Be very excited. All right. Take everybody. I love you. See you next love week. You. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye. bye.